Bonjour and welcome to another episode of Street Focus, an ongoing exploration of urban photography. I'm your host, Valérie Jardin. Today is episode 93 and it's a new Q&A and Street Challenge episode. And I'm happy to have my beautiful friend Karen Hutton on the show. She is not what you call a street photographer, but she is really good at it. And she's captured some pretty awesome street shots while we traveled together in Paris and Rome. So I thought, hey, let's mix it up a little bit. So we're going to answer a few listener questions and we will give the names of the winners of the last street challenge and announce a new one before giving our picks of the week. Hey, Karen, how are you? Hey, Valerie, I'm good. I'm always so excited to be on your show. I always feel special when I am. So fun. <laughs> I know, I know. So I feel like I'm really... talking with my sister. I know. So I'm going to try and like, you know, play it straight and not be, you know, the big dork that I often am. That's <laughs> all right. We're just being us. Now, tell, uh, tell our listeners a little bit about who Karen Hutton is in case they miss one episode that you were on earlier. Well, I'm known as a landscape photographer, um, but I also do a lot of travel. I mean, I've been traveling more and more the last couple of years, so a good chunk of, of my work is travel. Not all of it is uploaded on my website. You can find me at KarenHutton.com, and I have a blog and uh, whatnot. And, you know, kind of like my over, overall overriding message or point of view in all of it is about finding your voice mm -hmm. and about... You know, that's one of the places you and I intersect so strongly is finding your artistic voice, discovering what it is you want to say, learning ways to capture that the way you see it and feel it. And, uh, you know, so for all those things, you can find all of them on my website. Yeah. And that applies to any type of photography. Absolutely. It's one of those overriding truths. It's true in anything in life, not yeah. just photography. That's the amazing thing. And you wrote a book by that title, right? I did. I did. I just wrote it, 10 Steps to Finding Your Voice. Awesome. And, and it is about photography. It is 10 steps and it is aimed at photography. But honestly, um, you know, the ideas and the principles can apply to anything. That's awesome. And people can find that on your, on your, on your website. Well, I'll Absolutely. definitely link in the show notes. Fantastic. Awesome. So you just we, we were just in Rome together, had a blast. We we <laughs> we did a lot of fun videos because you know, you were doing cityscapes and sunsets and I'm like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> where are other people? <laughs> I know. You still you still comment on like where are all the people when I post something <laughs> without people cuz you know, as a landscape photographer, I'm, I'm always like I, I don't know. want people in my shot. <laughs> and there is oh, we have to tell the audience about this really fun shot. Um we were right by the Colosseum. And Ken actually took that picture. I have to dig it up and um oh, and so good. post it. it. So Karen is we're back to back, basically. <laughs> and and this is the day before the big Rome marathon in April. And Karen is pointing her camera towards the Colosseum. And I'm behind her pointing my camera towards this amazing row of red porta potties. <laughs> <laughs> that was so so funny because i mean there's like those the, the repeated patterns of those red porta potties and then the people you know i mean there were so many opportunities for humor and yeah and, and i was totally oblivious to the coliseum I was like yeah yep. we've been here for a couple of hours already i 
taken all the shots I could possibly take of this thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know, you're always looking at the people and I do too. And I'm with you and we're on in, in that. See, the thing is about finding your voice, about telling a story, which by the way, I am actually leading a, a retreat. I don't call it a workshop. It's a retreat just about finding your voice in France in October. I think it's just so important um, to, to find ways of, cause people are often wondering, you know, how do I do this? What do I, what do I look for? Where do I go in myself to find these answers? Um, and landscape, you know, I love the, the sense of the expanse and the, um, you know, the feeling of being in that space. And when I go into ancient cities like Rome, I look at the Colosseum and just history plays. It's like a movie that somebody pressed a button on. History plays in my mind and all these stories and all these people and all this stuff plays. And that's why I go, oh my goodness, how I feel looking at it, you know, Mm -hmm. and people are great and I love them. And then at a certain point, I'm done. Just like at a certain point, you're done. Yeah. It's just so interesting. And I know the day you came with me, I had to shoot a sunset and a bridge and it was kind of landscapey but within Rome and you're like well I got nothing better to do I'll come with you and you're like are you done yet <laughs> well there sure are a lot of rats down here <laughs> I know that that's so funny yeah I was waiting I'm like okay are we done with this sunset I yet know, and, and I then I was sitting by the river trying to get out of the shot and I'm watching all the rats <laughs> I know and then you're like I don't want to look at the rats I'm going to text so then you got on your phone it was hilarious I was like well now there you go we, we mesh in so many ways, and there's one of our differences. <laughs> <laughs> A big one, but that's what makes it so much fun. I know, it was awesome. Oh, anyways, well, let's jump right into the Q&A segment. We okay. have questions this week that actually are pretty general, so it's perfect. So why don't you read the first one that came to us uh, from... Andrew Lassing on the Google Plus group page, or Google yep. Plus community page. Yep. He asks, how can I get more than one decent shot to pull together when I'm out shooting? I really like the results of an outing to be at least two photos, not quite a diptych, but so I can display together. But when I only come back with one shot that I like, it's a bit disappointing. Should I stick to shooting more of the same or look for something wild to tie the shots together? Do you ever do this? Um, My answer to this is, yeah, I do this. Um, I usually... Let's see, I'm using landscape as a basis and then I'll apply it to cities because when I'm in a landscape, I want my big, you know, sunset magazine, epic, you know, like say I'm shooting a sunset shot, but I also want some of the intimate, I think of it as the grand landscape and the intimate landscape. So I'll shoot, maybe there's flowers, maybe there's just something really distinctive about the moment, the colors, um, something that's present there that isn't anywhere else or that won't be again any other time quite that way and i'll focus on that so applied to cities and streets and whatnot um if i were focusing like i do this actually in in the cities when we go and i do my street photography and i get some nice people street shots and then i'll focus on um abstracts and maybe there's some colorful umbrellas or there's some colorful you know something distinctive in that place that i can make sort of a like, I guess, an intimate landscape street shot so that they tie together. And I will also usually do a big architectural, you know, here's the place, here's the moment with something special in it, whether it's light or people or something, but something big. So it goes big, medium, and then specific or up close. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, see, there are two ways to approach this. I mean, 
I mean, we know that in the street photography, if you come home with one decent shot at the end of the day, that's pretty awesome because you have control over so little besides your gear and your vision. You have control over nothing else. So, um, so I think if uh, Andrew comes home with one good shot, he should feel pretty good about it. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so, and and then it's a story in a frame. Why would he need anything else? You know, then you it, your story is already there. But if he wants to do more documentary work or tell a story in a series of images, then yes, yeah, stick around and you'll probably have your good shot. But then, yes, get some more storytelling shots, not necessarily of the people, but of the of the location um, and some some medium and some close up shots that will tie the story together. But um, that's really one way or another. Either you're going to capture the story in a frame and you'll only have one shot that will work. Even if you take a few, one, there will be one stronger images than the other. And then why bother? Why worry about the others? Or just then go out and tell a story in a series. But, um, I don't think you need like two pictures to validate the first one. I mean, it should be good enough. Uh, it I should mean, be, but sometimes street. people like to do, they just think in series. Yeah. Some people do. And yeah. so those are, those are a few really good ways to approach that. And yeah. I can't wait to see what he comes up with. Go, Andrew. That's right. Yeah. I mean, there is no, there are no rules. Mm -mm. There are no good ways and bad ways to do this. It's just that some days you'll, some days it'll be harder to, to get the shots than others. And, uh, and, um, but yeah, challenge yourself to, to tell a story in a series and, uh, and really work on the establishing shots, medium I shots, and then close up shots, but not necessarily all of people to tell, tell the story of a place. And actually, I, I, I did a tutorial on lynda.com about, you know, telling the story of a neighborhood. And, uh, and yeah, of course, there are people because people are the soul of a place, but it was a, a lot of other little details that just tell tell the story for sure. Yeah, I, I do the same thing when I'm out shooting landscapes, which is funny because it's so much work to go do landscape shooting. You don't want to just come away with the one big picture. Mm. Like I want to be able, I actually want to come away with at least five really yeah. unique. Um, and they don't, and of course in landscape, I don't want them all to look like they were the same yep. sitting, sitting, so to speak. So I really challenge myself to um, use the lens of my eyes differently to shape and um, focus on different things so that they look really unique. Yeah. And I wonder, too, if Andrew is not talking about, okay, like, he'll be out and he'll looking for light and mm -hmm. and not so much expression or gesture, for example. Mm -hmm. And uh, and if he feels like, well, should you just, you know, um, stick to one type of street photography mm -hmm. and not do mm -hmm. street portraits? And I don't think you, you should limit yourself. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, just for a good example, I was in Chicago this weekend. I was at the amazing Out of Chicago uh, conference for three days. Just got back last night. We're recording this on, on Monday morning. And... Um, I, it was bright and sunny and hot. And you know how it is when you're in a big city, you have those really deep shadows and bright light. And, and the first day, uh, during my, my f little bit of free time going from the hotel to the conference and back, I worked on light and it was all about, you know, finding the light and, and, um, and then, uh, that night, well, you know, <laughs> It was it was dark and we were doing a photo crawl. So they had several of the presenters at some street corners and then uh, and then the presenters I mean the 
attendees had a map and they knew where to find us. And then they come and hang out with us for for 15 minutes or an hour, whatever. And then we'd shoot together and we'd chat. And it was just a lot of fun. I had never done a photo crawl before. I didn't know what it was. That's I think funny. they actually made it up just for this. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and then well, it was nighttime. And then people were actually crossing the street to go to the Chicago theater. And uh, I, I just, you know, I did street portraits of people all dressed up, you know, going to have fun and everybody was happy and everybody was so thrilled to 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 pose for a quick shot as you know as they were waiting for the light and they say oh you look so beautiful here I'll take a I'll do a portrait of you and it was a lot of fun street portrait is not something I do all the time but why wouldn't I do it when I feel like it and when the situation you know lends itself to it and that was right. perfect I was I was stuck at a corner for two hours you know mm-hmm. and that's all I could really do so it and was, if you're uh, shooting in the evening, you know, motion blur and yeah. all that is yet another way to do it. Yeah. So so I think you just need to experiment with a lot of things. Don't stay stuck. You know, don't be known as the photographer that only shoots silhouettes or only shoots this. You know, have fun. You're doing this for you. So make yourself happy. There. Words of wisdom I love. <laughs> as always. Aren't I so wise, Karen? <laughs> you are. <laughs> what i love about you that's why i hang out with you because you're really wise (laughs) (laughs) funny okay andrew go out there and just be happy with your camera and just uh, do whatever you want as long as you're happy no who cares what everybody else thinks there there anga oh i'm gonna murder that name kayadi santoso I'm so sorry. Uh, via the Street Focus Facebook group, Anga asks, Hello from Jakarta. Jakarta. I usually listen to your Street Focus podcast when I work at my cubicle. Uh, what are alternative photography sites or apps um, other than Flickr and Instagram for a budding photographer enthousi- uh, or enthusiast to showcase he, his or her work. I ask this because I feel like it's a good time to shift to other photography-related sites, mainly due to the backlash against Flickr since its acquisition by Yahoo. Okay, I, I'm not on Flickr, so that might be a, a little tough for me to answer. But And... Uh, about alternative, which laptop other than Apple's MacBook series do you suggest for post-processing and or editing on the fly while traveling? Okay, wow. Well, thank you, first of all, for listening to Street Focus while at work. That's pretty awesome. And um, I don't use Flickr. I use Facebook, and it's a Facebook page, and I would advise against a page because the you don't get as much visibility than if you have a personal wall. So if you have a personal wall and and it's working for you, just stick to that. And I don't do Flickr, but I love Instagram. I started just six months ago, and I don't know why I didn't start earlier. I just love it, love it, love it. Um, that's about it. I think, it, you know, don't do too much and do it right. How about you, Karen? What works best for you? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Facebook is, um, I've been, you know, getting some in- inside scoops, for, not from Facebook itself, but from um, some company friends who have, com- you know, companies who are trying to have had a big reach on Facebook and are having it all scaled back. It's, you know, more and more getting to the point where if you're not paying, you have no reach and it's even less. 
And then they're very strict about profile, uh, what you do with your profile too. You can't be promoting too much, Mm -hmm. um, mostly just showing photos. So really for now, Instagram, and this changes, you know, every couple of years, which social is best sort of shifts right now it's Instagram. Um, I can't think of a better way other than obviously having your own website, you know, having your own gallery, whether it's on smug mug, which is where I have mine and love. Um, I don't, where do you have yours? Squarespace. Squarespace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love it. And then, yeah. yeah. And then, and then you would use your, um, social to promote, you know, people coming there. But, you know, I, right now it just kind of seems like Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. The only problem with Instagram is that you can't link things. So you have to find some pretty creative ways to, you know, if you have something to promote or something, you have to be pretty creative. Well, the um, way to do it is if you have something to promote, you put the link to it in your bio. Yeah. And, and you just, and then you change that periodically yeah. so that it doesn't get stale. Yeah. That's, that's the only way to do it. And I'm learn I'm still learning, but, um, it's working. It, it's just, uh, I mean, I, I gained close to 6,000 followers on Instagram in six months. I don't know where they all come from, but you know how long it took <laughs> to get that many people on Facebook? Right. Years. Mm-hmm. So, um, Instagram definitely, and it's a lot of fun. There's a, a, a the, I mean, it's hard to keep track of everything and I try to answer questions and things, but, and the only problem for me is that you can only do that from your phone and it gets really tiring to just well, type on your you, phone. The only other way, and this is the thing, is if you're willing, some of these are paid apps and some mm-hmm. of them are not, but there's one called Iconosquare. Oh. I, Icono, like icon. Okay. No square. Um, and I believe it is a paid app, unfortunately, but you can actually, um, you can actually comment. You can't post, but you can comment, and it makes it so much easier. It's unbelievable. Oh, and, wow. And then it also, the other benefit is that it keeps your stats. I mean, if you're a stats person and want to know how your Instagram feed is doing, um, it will do that. Other apps will, too, but this is kind of a nice um, conglomeration of it does a bunch of things. Okay. Well, send me the link. I'll put that in the show notes because I need okay. to check that out for sure. We'll do and then, uh, so I don't know why he wants to get something else for an alternative to his laptop. Um, I travel with the 11-inch MacBook Air. It it works fine for what I need when I'm on the go. I mean, to me, it's size. And I want something small and light. And that works. It's mm-hmm. fast enough for what I, the little bit I do in Lightroom while I'm on the go. Um, other people use their um, iPad. And like on my workshops, a lot of people are using iPads because they're not going to do a lot of post-processing, especially on street, in street photography. And, um, and that works for the duration of the workshop. How about you, Karen? Well, and with the iPad too, if you don't do a lot, you can do, um, Lightroom and I think Photoshop even has an app for the iPad. Yeah. Um, when I'm traveling, I'm using my MacBook Air, and at home I have a tower and a 15-inch MacBook Pro. But yeah, I was on Windows for a long time, had a um, Windows machine, but I switched to uh, Apple just simply because it's that's what it's designed for is graphics and photos and things like that. So I like having a tool that was actually designed for what I want to do. Not to say that Windows doesn't or some other system doesn't make something. I'm just unfamiliar with what they are anymore. Oh, it's same here. I, it's so foreign to me. Yeah, me too. Anymore. I mean, honestly, yeah. Once you're sucked into the Apple world, you can't really <laughs> get yeah, out I of mean, it easily. I have had a couple of of uh, high profile photography friends who swear by Windows because mm-hmm. they say it's more stable, or I don't know why. 
um, because at MacBook, I've done both and, you know, Apple's- I think you get more for your bucks, you know, if, yeah, I think sure. so. Yeah, I think, I think so. But yeah, I guess it's a matter of taste. I think you have to figure out what it is you, what your priorities are. Like for mine, it's the, the screen and the, you know, the, some of the things about Apple and the way it handles files and photos and so on and so forth and the speed and whatnot. And it's to me for the things I want and desire, which I identified first, which is another thing about finding your voice. I identified those things first and then got the machine to match that. True. Um, so if you're clear about what, what your um, deal breakers are, what you absolutely must have, make that list first and then go shop for that. Because yep. even, if, even if we had another recommendation, it wouldn't necessarily be valid because we have different priorities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, True. And uh, I don't know, you know, if it's not broken, don't fix it. I just, uh, there's so many things to learn all the time. And, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, find something that works for you and then kind of stick with it. I mean, there are a lot of people who always want the latest and greatest. I'm not one of those, you know, whatever works for me, I'm going to stick with because yeah, I don't have time <laughs> to learn something new that is not necess- necessary. So, um Yeah, so I'm completely happy with my little MacBook Air because honestly, it's not that much heavier than an iPad. So right, right, ditto. Yep, and I like that I can actually, you know, use the keyboard and it works fine and it's awesome. Okay, well, um, Anga, and I'm probably murdering the name, and I'm so sorry, but thank you for sending your your question, and I hope uh, we gave you some answers that you can use. Uh, Karen, read the third question. Which is from Clovis Rosa. I'm getting the easy ones. Mm-hmm. Although it could be Clovis. I don't know. Um, but I, anyway, it says, uh, hey, Valerie, which I would say too. Hey, <laughs> hope you're well. Well, do you think that mirrorless cameras have changed the public interest in photography in general? From your point of view, um, with which, uh, with which impact in street photography and also how to be creative and or show your work out there printing as a sample book framing developing projects outside of social media mm-hmm. well i mean questions. yeah mirrorless cameras have definitely changed street photography in a way that it's making it's making our job uh much more i mean easier more fun Mm-hmm. And I mean, lighter and less conspicuous. I mean, that's a no brainer. And I was just uh, presenting, as I said earlier, at Auto Chicago. And, and there were, you know, people coming to my lecture. There were a lot of photographers who had barely knew what street photography was. You know, they were curious about it. And, and, uh, and I said, if, you, if you're a photographer who shoots a lot of other things, you know, n- Shoot with what you have. If you are a new street photographer, a new photographer, and you want to to start with street, then for sure, don't go buy a DSLR. That would be silly. It would make no sense. Mm-hmm. You know, get something small. Get a rangefinder. Get something, you know, as small and has as easy to use as you can because it's really about seeing, not about the fancy... Um, fancy fancy gear and and the bells and whistles you know it's really about finding something that's going to work 
fast for you. And so, and for sure, smaller will be much better. So it depends on what you, what, but you can, you know, I shot street photography for years with Canon DSLRs and the last DSLR I had was a 5D Mark II. And just to make it look a little less conspicuous, I was using a pancake 40 millimeter lens on it and it worked fine. You know, I, I got the same type of shots. Um, I, I was a little less invisible, but, um, it didn't stop me. So use, use what you have. But yes, I think that if you are a serious street photographer, you will get a, a mirrorless camera yeah. or, a, or a phone. You know, yeah. an iPhone will work fine too. Yep. Yep. Ditto. Exactly what you said. Uh, and, and it's even changing. I know you're at, you asked about street photography, but it's even changing with landscape and travel in general. I mean, yeah. travel, if you're going to travel anywhere with the restrictions the airlines are, you know, yeah. <laughs> enforcing these days, you almost have to go as small as mirrorless. And now, you know, the, when they started off, they were a little bit slow, like for movement or nature or landscape or whatever. And, uh, but they are really becoming state of the art. And so I use my mirrorless in landscape. Mm -hmm. And there are people who still, you know, claim DSLR is the best for that. I don't happen to agree for myself. I can't speak for anybody else. So really the reach it's changed. It's changing photography in general, I guess is, is what I'm saying. Um, because of the form factor, I can carry my gear now when I want to go out into the backcountry or whatever. It's so much easier to take my gear. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's impacting everyone everywhere. For sure. For sure. And um, about this second question. Yeah. How to be creative and or show your work out there outside of social media. And the examples she gave were like, for instance, printing as a sample book framing developing projects that kind of looks like it's asking a couple different questions yeah i mean you're that. still going to use need the social media to promote right whatever else you're going to do i don't think you can get away from social media today no nope. no but yeah but so that so i think of social media as a way to connect with my audience and then to promote what i have you know, what I have to share, what I have, what I have to share for free, what I have to share to that's paid and all different levels of that, um, to share, you know, my growth as a brand, my point of view, everything. That's where social media comes in because we no longer, um, take out ads in television or radio. We don't, we do get interviewed, but it's on blogs, you know? So, mm -hmm. um, you know, these, so these are all, so that becomes a whole business lesson on promotion <laughs> in the electronic and digital age. But in terms of showing your work, having it visibly be seen, um, I mean, that's the thing. Sample books are great. Framing your photos in unique ways is fantastic. Developing projects is great. Well, then who's going to see them? Yep. So that's where the, the interplay comes. But sample books are great. They can be expensive. So you got to decide what you're doing it for, who's going to see it, and if it's worth the money that you're putting into it. Ditto framing. Mm -hmm. Developing projects. Ditto. Projects are great. But if you're, if you're putting money and time into it, you want to make sure you're getting back what you've put in and then, and then some. So you have to think about all these things ahead of time, plot it out and figure out what your strategy is going to be to get it in front of people in this very competitive world for attention. Yeah. I mean, it's all going to come back to social media. I mean, I would say build an audience by writing, but who is going to read your article? I mean, even if they're published by... Um, you know, a, a, an e-magazine out there or whatever, I mean, they're still going to use social media to share 
it all comes back to social media. There is no well, getting around it. Does, it. it does, you know, on a global scale. I want to throw this in there, though. I have seen, um, like, it, dep- it depends on the photographer. I live in the Lake Tahoe area. Mm-hmm. And um, I have, there's some, a few, not many, but a few really successful photographers here that focus on here because it's so target, target rich, especially if you're landscape and nature and all that kind of thing. And, you know, a lot of what them, what they do is, you know, have their work displayed locally. Yeah. There is also a big influx of, um, you know, resort people and travel and yeah. vacationers and stuff. Cause it's a, it's a resort town. It's a res- resort area. So they may get their own gallery. They may have it put in a gallery they may you know put on a show at a coffee shop they may they so they develop their local audience because that's a choice and the ones that i know that are successful they also have social media but the social media isn't necessarily how they're getting their clients and how they're selling their work it's really a local interest um locally done like in in truckee we have something called truckee thursdays where everybody who has a service or a craft or whatever can get a space and on Thursday, everybody opens their doors on Commercial Row, and everybody serves wine, and people can hear music and see your stuff. And that that was a kickoff for a lot of local businesses who then expanded. Mm-hmm. So they started local, then went bigger. Um, but for some people, local is all they want. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah, and it can be a, a real springboard. So you have to you have to consider and think about what your vision is for your work and. You like what the big picture is and then start scaling it back. Yeah. You know, it's what's, what's the net, what, what was, what's the step I have to do before that? And what's the step I have to do before that? And in order to get that to happen, what, where do I have to start? It's that kind of concentric circle approach. Now, I actually, um, I, I, I wrote some articles about that years ago. Um, it also to, yeah, get together with other creatives in your area, not necessarily other photographers, but pull your resources. I used right. to do, um, I used to make my own greeting cards. And, um, I mean, that was years ago, but I made, I mean, in one evening, I would, we would get together with a jewelry artist friend and like a couple other artists, completely different medium. And, we would pull all our resources. We would invite all our friends. We would have wine and snacks and we would do open house for two hours. I would sell hundreds and hundreds of dollars of greeting cards in one evening because everybody comes to buy something. They all come to support the artists and it's a lot more cost efficient than sitting for two, three days at an art fair where you're going to get a lot of traffic, but people are just looking. There are people are coming to have a good time, to mingle, to meet people and to support the artist. And uh, I, I remember writing an article about that years ago and getting a lot of feedback from people who tried it and said, well, that was the best thing ever. And uh, so not only, I mean, it brought in some 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 good cash but it's nice you know to see people buy your stuff and i had some some prints as well um but it was the small ticket items that sold Mm -hmm. and uh and it was just a lot of fun let's let's face it i mean it's not like i was uh you know making a living at this but in those days (laughs) 
that was. It was, it was a start, and it's what you yep. could do at the time. Yes, and, and you know, well, I was, uh, you know, I was at home with the kids, and I wasn't traveling for my for my photography, and and that was something. Uh, you know, it's are all about finding different ways to make a living at, at this, and that was a fun way. And I remember we did this like in uh, November, and people would come and buy stuff for the holidays. <laughs> we would make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, and then we would get the name out there. And then you don't know. I mean, people buy those greeting cards or whatever. You have your name and, and website on the back of them. People will check out your work. They will order more. They will maybe hire you for a job. You never know who's watching. Right. Exactly. Good advice all the way around. So, yeah. Well, I hope that helped. We had fun answering the questions because mm-hmm. they really apply to all types of creatives, actually, not just mm-hmm. even photographers. So Exactly. Okay. And the winners are... <laughs> we picked the same winner again, but I had two backups, so we're good. Okay, Karen. Okay, the winner... Oh, and of- the, the theme, to remind everyone, the theme was rainy days on the street. Yes. And what do they win? Uh, books from our friends at Rocky Nook. Yay! So the first winner from my eyeball, from both of our eyeballs, but I got there first, <laughs> um, is Monty Montgomery. Uh, it was a downpour. He called it downpour in Osh Vegas. He lives in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. And he oh. was our guest last episode, which is just total coincidence, but I just loved it. Yeah, it's amazing though because it's an awesome photo of in the rain and this and it's street, but it's down low and this woman running kind of in the foreground. When you blow it up, it looks like she's the, the next step she takes is going to be right into your, if you blow it up big, right into your, into your, uh, you know, yeah. wherever you are. Yeah, it's amazing. So congratulations. Great job. I love this photo. I, I do too. I want to see it big. I want to, I want it on my wall. Monty, yeah. I want a copy of that with your signature on it. The bigger, the better on this one. It just gets better the bigger it gets. It, it is. It's mm-hmm. such a great shot. So dynamic, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was on the ground in the pouring rain to get that shot. Um, it's a very unique perspective. And, uh, I mean, that, and it's very timeless. And I don't know if it's because of the way that women's dress, the shoes, something. Yeah, but there's something, something very timeless about mm-hmm. it um, that uh, reminded me. I don't know. I felt like it was like Chicago in the 50s or something. Yeah. There's something about it that's very special. So congratulations, Monty. And I'm I'm so excited because uh, I he was just at, out of Chicago. He's such a great guy. So uh, well-deserved. And I I had, that was also my, my pick until Karen stole it. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, that happens all the time. It's so funny, which says a lot, you know. I mean, we, we have an eye for good work. So uh, that was a, a great, unique shot. I mean, it's like what that we like to see something we haven't seen before and we haven't seen that before and that's what makes it so special Mm -hmm. so i have two winners one is juan paulo alicante and uh, it's a color shot somebody crossing the street with an umbrella in new york city there's a lot of um it's really pouring it almost looks like snow it's really um it's, it's it's Heavy, heavy I precipitation. I think it's rain. I think it's rain turning to snow yeah. is what it is, I think. And uh, it's just, it's so New York. And I, I really, really uh, liked it a lot. And I also really like a shot by Andy Shields. And 
Uh, it is called Soaked in Detroit, and it's a gentleman <laughs> running out of the frame. So I like how he kind of broke the rule here. Um, and he's running out of the frame, and he's in a suit, and he's completely soaked, and I just love it. So uh, Monty, Andy, and Juan will each receive an ebook of their choice. Compliments of our friends at RockyNook.com. Woohoo! Congrats. Yay! Yeah. That goes wild. <laughs> and uh, next challenge, I decided to go back to one we did early, early on on the show. Um, and it's create tension by breaking the rules. Andy, you cannot resubmit that picture again. Sorry, but it would fit there. I mean, you have a subject that's, you know, creating tension by running out of the frame. So this is the, the general idea, you know, break some rules, you know, yes, rule of thirds works well in street photography. It works well in everything else, but sometimes you kind of want to grab somebody's attention. And by breaking the rules, by going against the natural visual flow, you will grab your the viewer's attention. So think about it. Break some rules, center your subject, but know why you're doing it. You know, you have to make those decisions. You want to, you want to say something, you know, why is this subject in center stage? Because maybe that's who he, he is. He needs to be in center stage. Is that big? Or um, why you, you know, why is your, your subject walking out of the frame, you know. So make those decisions. I don't want them to be accidents. I want them to be um, thought about. Do I explain myself right, Karen? Yes, you do. Purposeful. You want it to be on yes, purpose. That's right. Purpose. In intentional. Intentional. So break the rules. Uh, create some tension on the streets. And um, we will close on August 4th. I'm going to be traveling. So uh, August 4th is the deadline for this next challenge. Okay, picks of the week. What do you have for us, Karen? Well, I have um, what has been a lifesaver for me. Um, you know how challenging it is to be posting on all these different social medias, right? Mm -hmm. And um, <clears throat> I got into a, a position where I love Instagram, but it was becoming, I would forget. And then, oh my gosh, then I got to think of what to say and pick a photo. It was just sucking up my day or a portion of it. Um, I, you know, like that's just how it was for me because I like to think things through and have a through line and have a purpose. And oh my goodness, there's so many layers. I'm ridiculous. Anyway, so I found, um, I learned about two things that helped me tremendously. And, you know, you may want to use one or both or none, <laughs> but one of them is Latergram, or I think they switched their name now to Later. It's an app. Um, it's an app. You, well, it's a, what is it? A service. So they have an app and then you can also do it from the computer. So what I can do is pre-schedule my um, posts and I can do it as far in advance as I want to. The, the interface is super easy. I can assign a time and there it is. They have a free version, which allows you up to 30. And then it is paid. It's not the cheapest thing in the world, but the amount of time it has converted to money for me. So it's been worthwhile. So in later grammar on the computer, I, it's so easy to do schedule these things. Then when it comes time for the post, let's say you schedule it for eight o'clock in the morning, you get a notification, you have to do this post. So you go and you do this post. And once you say, you know, yes, this is the one, yes, this, this is right, post an Instagram, yes, I'm logged in correctly, boom, there it is. From that point on, it's a normal Instagram post 
that right now all your comments which you already thought through are on the clipboard so you just paste those into the comments you can adjust the photo if you want to click send you're done and it posts as you like if you do this with Hootsuite or almost any other app it posts as Hootsuite or it posts oh. as some other app this way it it doesn't look like you're using a service um which in you know the real sense of the word you're not you're they're yours they're just being scheduled and um and then the second part of this is okay then you want to have comments and you know this i suppose opinions are split but um i put comments i put comments i'm sorry tags i put my tags in the comment field so i have an app for that too it's called i use the pro version it's tfl i forget what it stands for but if you do look in the app store on either android or, or I- ios i think it works in both tfl pro so you pre-schedule so like i have custom categories for my tags so i have travel and i have outdoor and i have inspirational and i have you know all kinds of different ones that i've researched most of i need to do more on this but i've researched most of the tags that i'm going to use and they're made already so when i do a travel one i've got my travel tags i go to tfl pro open it boom press a button it copies to my clipboard boom i go to instagram it pastes the whole thing i'm done I can make an Instagram post and completely tag it out in 30 seconds. Wow. That has saved my life. And I can now post, um, you know, regularly, often, um, and keep a, keep a conversation going on Instagram effortlessly. That's awesome. Okay. We'll mm-hmm. put all those links in the show note. Okay. And my pick is, well, who doesn't love a new camera strap? And oh. I, have, I have the best. <laughs> <laughs> and I have it right do. here and it smells so good. It's a, a Lucida strap, L-U-C-I-D-A, lucidastraps.com. And they're handmade in Spain. And you order the color you want. You order the length you want. It can be a, well, they have different straps. They have regular camera straps. They have wrist straps. And I have the one with the neck piece and it's two, I picked two different color leather. So the neck piece is a lighter color brown than the the strap itself. It's beautiful. It will, they're not cheap. I mean, by the time, you, you know, you order with all the little extras that you may want, you know, it could be $70, $80, but they will last forever. And And I haven't seen one like that. And every every time, and I put it on my X-Pro2 because the X-Pro2 and I are not friends yet. <laughs> and I thought, and I thought, it's just sitting there and I'm think, I feel kind of felt bad for it. And it was right away, I thought, I'm going to put it on the X100T. And I thought, well, no, because, you know, I need, I need to take the X-Pro2 and I need to put something pretty on it and so because yeah i think the x-pro 2 looks a little plain next to the sexy x100t let's face it it's just not as pretty but so now it is very pretty it has this really sexy strap on and uh and when i take it out i look pretty cool everybody everybody say wow look at that awesome strap so Honey, you're pretty cool no matter what you do. So if you have a, a, a strap that makes you look cooler, I don't even know what planet you're from. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, the Lucida straps, check them out, support them. I mean, it's, they're, you know, it's uh, artisan made leather straps that will outlast your gear for sure. And maybe outlast you. So it's something that, you know, your kids will, <laughs> will cherish forever. <laughs> one strap, you'll never need another one. 
It's an heirloom. It's an heirloom strap. It is. It is. I mean, it's such high quality. And you can tell it's handmade. And it's just, it smells good. And yeah, I can't wait. I mean, mine is still new, so it's still a little stiff. But um, I can't wait till it gets a little, you know, softer and everything. So, um, and they're awesome. It came in such a pretty package and everything. I mean, it, it would make a perfect gift for a photographer. So, hey, photographers out there. You know, if you have a birthday coming up, you know, those would be a really great hint <laughs> for somebody who loves you very much and wants you happy, happy, happy. Well, there. that's a recommendation. I tell you what, <laughs> I'm looking it up now. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard not. It will be hard not to order one. I'm actually looking at uh, a wrist one now for the for the X70. Um, the I like the wrist. I mean, I I used to only have wrist straps, but, you know, when you're out there for 10 hours yeah. and you only have the camera in your hand for that amount of time, it's going to hurt you no matter what. And I don't need to give my chiropractor any more money uh, <laughs> <laughs> because, because of repetitive movement, you know, and yeah. carrying something in what it doesn't matter how light the camera is mm -mm. to just have something in your hand for 10 hours a day, you know, 10 days in a row is not healthy. So right. having the strap, you know, I have it over my shoulder, I let it dangle, you know, in my hand, I, I can carry it on my neck. If I have a scarf, I like that. I don't like it if it's on my bare neck. But uh, you have different ways to hold your camera. And it's just a lot better for you. Yep. Okay. Uh, special announcements, Karen? I have a retreat coming up. Does that qualify as a special yes, announcement? It is. I have an special. awesome retreat at um, in France in October, from October 7th. I mean, sorry, from the 2nd to the 7th in the south of France, in the French Riviera, at Julia Child's house, La Pichoune. Um, It is all about finding your voice. It's the second one I will have done there. And it's five days and we visit medieval towns and we visit Cannes down in the, you know, in Antibes on the Mediterranean. And it is really, we do pho photography, but we're doing a lot of, I don't know, I guess you could say inner work around finding your voice and determining what of all the cacophony of sounds going on in your head, yep. how do you focus on just the one in a quiet way that speaks from the inside and becomes the voice of your heart and soul in everything you do. So that's coming up in October. The first one was fantastic. Um, it's on my website, um, www.karenhutton.com slash artists retreat. Awesome. Well, I'm excited that you decided to do a, a second one after the, I, I followed you through the first one uh, last month and uh, I was very envious. It's so beautiful down there. It is so beautiful down there. And I'm, it's just, I mean, I can't wait to see the, the autumn, the fall there. Mm -hmm. It's going to be amazing. So I, 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 it was so, well, as you know, I was like, wow, how's this going to fly? And it was so successful and so fantastic. I'm like, how can I not do another one? It's just so beautiful there. That's that's awesome, and uh, I just wish I could go. <laughs> it's I do like, too. Why am I always so busy? But I'm about to get a lot busier because I just signed a contract with Focal Press Routledge for an actual print book <laughs> to be <laughs> to be released in 2017. Uh, I think I have uh, 193 days to the deadline, so lots yeah. <laughs> and counting down. 
writing a lot every day, but it's all good. I'm excited. Uh, and you know, my ebook was released just about a month ago and it's been very popular. So now this is going to be a much bigger book, a different book about the street photography. So I'm, I'm very honored and, and excited. And, uh, things are starting to fill up. I mean, Amsterdam, April 2017 is already more than half filled. Uh, and all with friends. <laughs> it's kind of fun. You know, it's all, all people who've been on workshops before. So I'm really excited. And, um, I already opened, um, Rome 2018 in April because I will not be running Rome next year, but I'll be in Paris a lot. I have five workshops in Paris next year, two week longs and three weekends. Um, so the weekends are, are, are purely street photography. It's Friday night through Sunday. And it's a lot of fun. I mean, I've had weekend workshops in Paris um, with 10 people from eight countries. And it's so much fun. So um, look for those. They're in January, April, and October 2017. And that's about it. I just wanted to say a special shout out to the moderators on the Street Focus Facebook and Google Plus communities uh, for volunteering their time. And um, I'll just name a few, Ryan, Ken, Carolina, Teresa, Levi. I mean, there are more out there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, if you, um, if you on those, um, platforms and you want to give them a hand, you know, reach out because I know it's a, it's a lot of work to moderate, to, to, um, take, you know, they handle the contest. I would not be able to have those two platforms for social, for, um, for street focus without the volunteers. So, uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Karen, once again, KarenHutton.com. That's where people can find you. Yes, absolutely. And um, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for asking me. Another chance to hang out with you is always a win. I Big know. Win. I can't wait till we travel together again. Hopefully later this year. Woohoo! And um, <laughs> also one more pick of the week. I want to remind people to check out Out of New York. Same as Out of Chicago, but it's going to be in New York. It's in October. I will be there for part of the conference with lots of amazing people. I mean, this weekend I hung out with Marie Lignot, with uh, Rick Salmon, with, um, oh, and I have Frederick Van Johnson and um, James Mayer. I mean, they were street photographers, landscape photographers. Uh, they were architecture photographers, drone flyers. I <laughs> mean, you name it. It was all about photography and fun and sharing and uh and we're going again in uh in new york we're going in new york in october and i will be in chicago again next year in june so i hope karen can join one of those i know i'm hoping so hoping my schedule cooperates yeah that'll be great okay yep. thanks again thanks guys and we are at the end of another episode of street focus please head over to thisweekinphoto.com slash street to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode and upload your image for the new street challenge break the rules by august 4th and if you're enjoying it please don't forget to leave a rating but most of all, please share on social media. That's really the easiest way you can support the show by increasing the visibility. My name is Valérie Jardin, and you've been listening to Street Focus. Now it's time to grab your camera and hit the streets. Hit the streets.